So I first want to start off by saying that I am so appreciative of the continued support of those of you who listen and tune into these podcast episodes. I have not recorded since May, um, and I think it goes without saying we've not only been living through a pandemic, but also a, a historical revolution. You know, as we're daily seeing Black people be victimized and killed by the hands of police, um, you know, these are just very interesting times. And for that, a part of my managing my mental was taking some space for myself in all of its forms. You know, I often vacillate between wanting to practice what I preach and doing the things necessary to manage my own mental health, as well as giving as much as I can through my job, my businesses, my friendships and relationships. But ultimately, you can't pour from an empty cup. I say that to say it doesn't matter what you're pursuing or trying to accomplish. Your mental health has to be prioritized in order for you to do any of the things you want to do and to do them well. So as such, I've entitled this episode, Learning to Prioritize Your Mental Health, because I want to validate that it's something that takes practice, intentionality, and learning. This topic is even more significant because it's the month of July, and July is Minority Mental Health Month. And as some of you might be aware of, minority individuals are disproportionately impacted by mental health difficulties, mental illness, and have less access to mental health services. The reality is mental health is a crisis in minority communities. So as such, with the current times that we live in, where we are, you know, saturated by images in the media left and right, you know, Black people being murdered on camera, you can only imagine um, the now added layer of distress that is significantly impacting the mental health of all people, especially minority individuals. So I want to be clear that my purpose for recording this episode is not to convince those listening to seek out a therapist. You can feel free to reference episode 14 that was recorded in September of last year, and that was entitled, But Have You Considered Therapy? And that episode can kind of cover that. But my purpose for delving into this topic was to expose people to, one, the necessity of making mental health a priority, and two, helping people realize different ways um, to do so. So first, why is prioritizing our mental health necessary? Um, you know, for me, it's because I think that everyone's life depends on it. I always refer to the mind-body connection. I've spoken about it in videos on the podcast Instagram page, especially as it relates to managing anxiety. But the reality is your physical health is significantly impacted by your mental health. Just take a moment to think about the last time you experienced emotional distress and maybe consider the sensations or effects it contributed to in your body. How did that distress feel in your body? Even think about stress. You know, some people hold tension in parts of their bodies, like their shoulders when they're stressed. You might have heart palpitations, stomach discomfort. All of that is directly proportionate to your mental state. And if you were to take it a step further, you can think about what that might mean for your body internally, your organs, your nervous system, your blood pressure, which when elevated contributes to heart disease and heart disease is the number one cause of death. So everything is directly impacted by your mental health. The next reason prioritizing our mental is so important is because um, our livelihood the way in which we're able to take care of ourselves, our families, you know, pay our bills and necessities of life is dependent on our mental health. 
for some of you, maybe you've, you know, experienced severe mental health difficulties where you weren't able to function day to day. You know, the patients that end up coming into my program at the hospital are usually seeing how the effects of their mental health significantly impacts their day-to-day functioning to a point where fulfilling their responsibilities at work or sustaining a course load at school or simply functioning as a spouse, a parent, a friend isn't feasible due to their mental health difficulties. Next, and simply put, prioritizing your mental health is so important because if you were to be honest with yourself, what other options do you have? For some of you, neglecting your mental health and wellness could mean life or death. I want to cover, you know, simple, practical ways people can begin increasing their awareness of how to start prioritizing their mental health more um, just starting today. So first, it can be as simple as asking for help and support. There's often discomfort around asking for help. And for each of you listening, it'll look differently. But my guess is that the true difficulty with asking for help is that it forces you to be vulnerable. And being vulnerable is hard because it now puts you in a position to potentially be disappointed, to be judged, hurt, or anything else. Vulnerability really takes courage, but once you're able to get to a place of allowing yourself to be vulnerable, I would argue that the discomfort of putting yourself out there and asking for help is far outweighed by the discomfort of struggling on your own without asking for help or support. If there's anything you all listening take away from this episode, I want it to be embracing the idea that it's okay to ask for support. Whether that support is calling a friend, you know, using the professional support of a therapist, um, maybe asking your boss to extend a deadline for a project that you're doing, asking a professor for extra help um, or extra time to submit something, you know, taking a mental health day from work, whatever it is, asking for help or support doesn't mean that you're weak. And I think this is a a huge, you know, um, misconception. I think asking for help shows your ability to be responsible, to take initiative, and it shows strength. Next, prioritizing your mental health can be seen in the intentionality by which you start your day. This will look differently for each person. You know, for some, it might mean taking your medication because whether you do or not might significantly impact your mood. It could mean starting your day with prayer or meditation as that calms your mind and helps manage your day's tasks and responsibilities. You know, it could be setting a to-do list, which is something that I do every single day. I find that my daily work, business, and life responsibilities are much more manageable and less overwhelming when I'm writing out what needs to be done from easiest to most difficult task. Managing your mental, you know, at the start of your day could mean being mindful of what you're putting into your body, what you're eating or what you're drinking, et cetera. Next, a significant and unfortunately often overlooked part of our mental health is the impact of our self-talk. Self-talk is literally what we say when we talk to ourselves. It's the tape that's playing in your inner ear. It could be making a mistake at work um, on a task and saying to yourself, wow, you're an idiot for messing that up. Or it could be walking into a busy day at work, but taking a breath and whispering to yourself, you've got this then proceeding to tackle your work tasks for that day. Managing self-talk is so important because what we say when we talk to ourselves gets stored in our subconscious mind, which plays into our psyche 
how we feel and our behaviors throughout the day. So next, prioritizing your mental can be seen in doing things that make you feel good, whether that's moving your body, you know, going to a twerk class, dancing, doing yoga, um, going for a run. And, you know, I'm mindful of prescribing exercise because of this uh, specialty area that I work in with patients who have eating disorders. And though it's, it isn't the case for all individuals who um, have eating disorders, a subset of them use exercise as a way to compensate for their food intake, um, which creates this like negative and unhealthy relationship with exercise. But when it's used adaptively in effort to move your body and feel good, exercise, along with the other mentioned forms of movement, can increase the feel-good endorphins in your brain. Lastly, prioritizing your mental health can be fostered by two things that I really, really believe in. First, learning to say no. And second, increasing boundaries, which in turn has you saying more yeses to yourself. I won't discuss either, either of these too deeply as there are two previous recorded podcast episodes where I fully delve into both topics. You can reference episode nine and episode 20. But prioritizing your mental health and all that that entails takes recognizing that your boundaries are, you know, what they are, and according to your boundaries, um, likely having to do with how you say no to things that don't honor your boundaries or serve you. And so once you recognize what your boundaries are, then you can kind of pivot and realize the things that you can say yes to versus the things that you need to say no to that don't serve you. What might boundary setting look like? I find that people often struggle to kind of create boundaries and they don't know like how to start. So I want you guys to imagine a cup of water. You know, I'm sure many of you have heard this analogy. Um, imagine that cup of water representing you. And throughout your day, fulfilling your various roles in your hats, you pour a few drops here and there to different people in your life, you know, your colleagues or your peers, maybe some family members, your friends, maybe even strangers. And imagine after a day, you know, or a few days or a week or so of doing this, Consistently, by the end, after pouring and pouring into others, your cup now only has a few pours or drops left. Now imagine right after, um, right when you realize that, you know, oh my gosh, like there's very little left and you'll likely need to replenish your cup, someone or something comes asking of more from you. Now, yes, you do still have some to give, right? But in doing so, you'll then empty your cup. Maybe the person really, really needs the little that you have. And this could be figuratively or literally. But you realize that without you having enough for yourself and that person, your giving to them can now potentially deplete you. Maintaining healthy boundaries and learning when to say no without guilt is necessary for maintaining your mental health because being depleted will likely have you you know, feeling overwhelmed, likely regretful, disheartened, stressed, anxious, and I can go on and on. So when thinking about your mental health, I urge everyone listening to just take inventory of what these different areas look like for you, especially if you're someone of color like myself. You know, our mental health and wellness is a crisis, and the odds are, in fact, against us, meaning that it's that much more important to recognize ways in which we can best lower those odds. So for everyone listening, I think it could be helpful to briefly think about what these areas I've covered look like for you. One, identify how you store emotional distress in your body and what that looks like and feels like. 
two, are you comfortable asking for help or support? And if not, why not? Three, think about how you start your day and if that impacts the tone of your day. Four, think about the things you say when you talk to yourself. What is the content of your self-talk? Is it more positive or more negative? Five, what are the things incorporated in your day that truly make you feel good? And can you start allotting time for a simple feel-good activities? And lastly, six, identify your boundaries. Are they more flexible or are they even too rigid? You know, think about your comfortability with saying no to things that don't serve you. And maybe even think about small ways of creating or increasing healthy boundaries this week. So I'm really happy that I was able to share with you all. As always, you know, I appreciate all of you for listening. I hope that you've been able to gain at least one thing from, you know, this topic. And I'm looking forward to having, you know, more chat.